Hi, this is Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer, telling you to stay tuned to WNJC 1360 AM for Thursday in the Doghouse, coming right up. Good morning, listeners. Welcome to Thursday in the Doghouse, a talk radio program designed to keep you, the dog-owning community, informed about everything you need to know about our favorite companion pet, the dog. I'm your host, Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer, and Karen Fazio. She is the dog super nanny and owner of My Best Friend Dog Training. She's also our co-host. Thank you. I'm pretty certain that many of you heard of the website PetFinder.com. Our guest today is Betsy Banks-Saul. She and Jared Saul co-founded PetFinder.com, the largest online database of adoptable pets and the number one pet-related site on the web. PetFinder.com is on a mission to see that no pet is euthanized for lack of a home. Even though we're all suffering from the current economic downturn, PetFinder boasts of having been responsible for more than 2 million adoptions annually and more than 17 million adoptions overall. Betsy was recently named by Women's Day magazine as one of 50 women who are changing the world. October has been designated Adopt-A-Shelter Dog Month. We'll be talking to Betsy this morning about her efforts with PetFinder.com, but she also wants to inform us about the connection between puppy mills and pet stores. Karen and I sincerely hope that you'll listen to our entire show today, especially, I mean especially, if you're considering purchasing a puppy from your local pet shop. Before we talk to Betsy, please let me tell you what services I offer in the South Jersey area as a professional dog trainer and certified behavior consultant. Is your dog always in the doghouse? Does he greet people by jumping all over them? Does she chew your shoes and steal your undies? Guess what? Your dog needs training. Hi, I'm Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer, and I train dogs using only positive-based methods. My services include private training right in your own home. I also offer group puppy kindergarten classes starting at eight weeks of age and group classes for adolescent and adult dogs beginning at five months of age. All group classes are held at Dog Days Camp for Canines, 23 West Main Street, Marlton, New Jersey. For more information, please contact me at 609-280-9338 or on the web at www.jerseydogtrainer.com. Again, that's 609-280-9338 We're on the web at www.jerseydogtrainer.com. Good morning, Betsy. Welcome to Thursday in the Doghouse. Well, thanks Um, for having me. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, I've been been spending my morning listening to your podcasts online. Oh, Oh, that's great. Do you like them? I love them. You know, of course, I I always go there, and and it's a setup, right, because I, I, I go before... 
a show, and if they don't have anything about rescue dogs, then I feel like, er, the whole time during the show, I'm like, why don't they have Aww. things about rescue dogs? So, so I went there, and it was very gratifying, you know, this time. Yeah. This time good. It, was a good, it was a good choice for me to go, because now I, I love you all even more. Oh, thank you. Speaking of rescue dogs, I have a question. Um, you know, I, I'd like to know what inspired you to create um, a website for dogs that need homes. Like, what was that all about? How did you, how did you come up with that concept? That's a really... That's a really good question, and you know it happened right there in New Jersey on uh, people. People there will know right up Route One, um, New Brunswick, uh, New Jersey, Easton Avenue. There was a sort of a seamy um, apartment building right there on Easton Ave, and and Jared and I had been playing around with the web. It was 1995, so we we're you know there were only between 10,000 and 100,000 websites when we really started having this conversation about what this amazing tool is, but how no one was really using it for, for good. You know, like corporations right. were putting annual reports up online, and, and, um, and of course, universities had adopted the Internet, um, this brand-new concept. We called it the World Wide Web then. And, um, but, but, but we had been saying, like, what would be the perfect website? What would be the perfect content for the website? And kind of had fallen upon the idea that... Um, Animal shelters, you know, cause, because because you need to sort and search, and and it needs to be geographically relevant. And you, you know, like if you are looking for a dog in 1995 or a cat or a guinea pig at your local shelter, maybe they would be open when you weren't at work, uh, right. but often not. And maybe you could swing by after work and see what they had, and maybe there were 12 to 20 kennels. So you would have that many animals to choose from, and and as you point out in your in your fantastic podcast on this station, you know I I think um, people really do deserve to have a pet that fits the lifestyle of their family. And Renee points this out several times on several different podcasts, about saying that you know like if you if you have kids, you know don't get a herding dog that's going to be upset if everybody's scattered all around all the time, right. and and make sure that you get somebody who wants to run. If you're a runner, you know don't get a couch potato on the flip side if you're a couch potato don't get somebody you know, five miles of you, exercise were you a res- were you into rescue before you started pet find or is this was this a completely new concept for you i started volunteering when i was about 12 at the local uh-huh. shelter so i'm really gratified whenever i see teens getting involved tweens and teens getting involved um, because great things can come from that but um i didn't i wasn't formally involved and in fact when we started pet finder one of the one of the reasons we got goosebumps when we had the idea of what this could mean for shelter animals if people could just go online from the comfort of their own home and do a search and find out what pets were available you know in their area is because jared and i um were these huge animal lovers you know the kind of people who drop to their knees when you're in college if you see a dog passing by on the street because you wish you had a dog so bad but you can't mm. because your lease won't allow one you know like, yeah. like we've all been that person right mm. and so, so we, that were, yeah, we, were, we were so hungry <laughs> to, to have pets in our lives and we couldn't uh, you know and and so it was um really you know it's kind of a visceral thing once we had this idea we really couldn't stop and and once we started talking about the idea to shelters, they sort of had the same response. They were like, "This is this could be huge," but it was a big deal. Again, 1995, internet. Um, the you know the news stories about the internet were kind of racy at the time, right? Because um, you know it was kind of gamers and the porn industry who had who had really started using the internet. You know, they mm-hmm. they sort of built a lot of the technology that we've really benefited from, and. And so, you know, there was a little controversy, and controversy even around, if you remember, you're probably younger than me, but, but um, you know, the, the idea of marketing a pet, you know, we would have sort of rescue people say, you know, you can't, you 
can't do that. You can't market, you know, an animal. It's a life. Right. And we'd be like, yeah, but no one knows they're there. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that was just the point. So we were these great animal lovers, but we had no idea where our local shelter was. So you were the Match.com for dogs before exactly. Match.com and, came along. And I think that, and, and, and after that, there was this huge proliferation of the rescue in foster-based organizations because, you know, even more than the local shelter, who way too many people didn't know how to find, um, were, were all these people who would do good if they had a way to, to have an outlet for adoptions. And New Jersey was very progressive, so we had some rescue and foster groups in Jersey most states didn't really have it. Betsy, I have a question for you. Um, I know that you, your, your, your website is not just geared toward dogs. I know that you um, have listed there you have cats, you have rabbits, you have all sorts of animals. have some roosters. Um, I'm sorry? We have roosters. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I could have given you one a few years ago. <laughs> um, uh, my husband would know that. I know about that one. He's this, this was a really bad rooster. Um, but anyway, so naughty, naughty rooster. Uh, very naughty rooster. Not a book, right? No bad, no bad roosters. <laughs> yeah, really naughty. Um, but anyway, um, I want to find out when people when people go on PetFinder.com. They see a list of dogs, but um, in the process of making a match, I mean, how do they or how do they determine the behavior of that dog? I mean, is there do you have anyone who who assures you that these dogs have been um, temperamentally tested before they go up on the website? Is there any kind of requirement? Guarantee, as you know, right? <laughs> we <What>? only wish, <laughs> but you know, the um, yeah, it's. It's interesting because there there was kind of a surprise when we first started. Again, people were worried, like you know, like people are going to fall in love, love at first sight. And if I was the first person to disparage that silliness and say, you know, love at first sight, give me a break. Mm-hmm. I'm very pragmatic. I'm a scientist, you know, by training. So um, I can't, I couldn't imagine, you know, meeting your love match based on a photograph. And um, and yet, one day I was looking at Petfinder and I saw a dog posted at the Center for Animal Care and Control in New York City, which was its name then. And, you know, I looked at him, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I know you, you know. And, like, by 5 p.m. that night, I had a new dog. You know, it was mm-hmm. like there was nothing that was going to keep me from driving in, into Harlem and getting that dog. Good for you. I, um, so now I have to be a little careful when I mock the, or, you know, the people who say love at first sight because I've been a victim of it. Um, but one of the interesting things we found out is that, Adoptions that happen through PetFinder mm-hmm. um, actually are stickier. Those pets are more successful in the home than adoptions that don't happen through PetFinder. What, what do you attribute that to? Well, we, you know, it, it's perplexing, isn't it? Yeah. One of the things we think is that um, it's something that I think will strike a chord with you because you sort of allude to this in one of the podcasts I was just listening to, <laughs> and, and that is that when you go to the shelter, if you're one of us, one, you know, like you know, a real, a true animal lover. Right. You go to the shelter and you have an idea of what pet will meet your lifestyle. But in spite of what you know intellectually, if there is a, a dog cowering, you know, in the back of a a run, mm-hmm. for instance, a shepherd who and shepherds typically do very poorly in shelters. I mean, they need to get out fast. They just, they just, they start they to deteriorate, to compensate mm-hmm. very quickly. Right. And so, um, as do border collies and any dog who has like a high, you know. Intelligence stimulation needs, right. and so we, so you know, we we walk in there and we have these ideas about what we need in a pet, and yet we see this poor suffering dog who's depressed and clearly needs to be sprung, 
and so we rescue, quote unquote, rescue that dog. And then the dog comes home and he's, you know, shy and submissive and, and depressed for about three days. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. <laughs> right. You know? And those are the perfect dog qualities, right? Honeymoon. <laughs> crazy That's dog. honeymoon. And then you meet crazy dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I'm home, baby. That's right. <laughs> and, um, and I have that dog right now, for instance. You know, I guess no matter how much education you have, it doesn't, it doesn't help. I was doing a workshop, uh, a train to adopt workshop in Tucson, Arizona. I live, you know, I have a farm in Chapel Hill and, and I'm, you know, next thing I know, there's a dog that, you know, was that shepherd, you know, in Tucson and now he's living on my farm and he's wholly unsuited for life as a farm dog. He, he chases my chickens, he chases my cat, he's just a total naughty dog. Mm-hmm. But, but he was, you know, like I, I, I needed to bring him home from the shelter. Well, if you do that online, you don't have that happen because you type in those criteria that you're looking for, medium sized, small, you know, female, whatever, breed, and and you just see a selected group of those pets. And so I think that it changes the pool of pets on, you know, you know, in which you can fall in love, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of limiting the, the, the group. So if you um, are looking for small um, female dogs to live with you in your apartment, you aren't going to walk in and, you know, on PetFinder, in that search, you're not going to happen upon and fall madly in love with an adolescent Labrador. Right. Whereas in the shelter, you may. Right. And, in fact, in the shelter, if that dog is young, he may look like a small dog. <laughs> but now, exactly, see, yeah. we have a ton of questions for you regarding Adopt a Shelter Dog Month, but I'd like to take a quick break um, so that Rini could tell our audience the services that she offers in the uh yeah, I did that already, darling. Oh, it's your turn. Hey, why don't we let them know about the services that I offer in the keyboard? Might be a good idea, area. Karen. <laughs> cool. Are you the owner of a fearful or aggressive dog and don't know where to turn? Have you called other trainers and they've turned you down because they don't want to deal with an aggression case? Then my best friend dog training and its special service, the Dog Super Nanny, is maybe just what you're looking for. We do in-home private consultations. We're located in Keyport, New Jersey, and we do travel. Our phone number is 732-533-9376, and our website is mybestfrienddogschool.com. We are positive-based trainers and don't use physical punishment or fear as a way to motivate your dog. We use games and fun as a way to do that, and we also help you during the whole process. So give us a call. We're here for you. 732-533-9376. Welcome back to Thursday in the Doghouse on WNJC 1360 AM, a radio talk show geared for the dog lover. We're all dog lovers. We're talking with Bessie Banks-Saul this morning. She's a co-founder of PetFinder.com. Um, and Betsy, you mentioned that this is Adopt a Shelter Dog Month. We're kind of at the end of the month right now, so we got you a little bit late. Um, but tell us just briefly about that. Well, we have a, a big adoption weekend coming up, so we're we're not at all too late. October's Adopt a Shelter Dog Month, and we have these monthly celebrations so that we can help shelters focus on uh, marketing, which we've said before is a real problem in this industry. You know, we we need. We need everybody to market pets. And so in October, we're asking folks to um, think about shelter dogs a little bit more than they usually do. And we also have special months for cats and 
senior dogs and less adoptable pets. And so this is this is the time to just think about the the good old wonderful shelter dog. And I would like people to um, tweet shelter dogs this weekend in preparation for the adoption weekend and. We can, we, you know, you can go on to Pet Finder and you can retweet pets or you can like them on Facebook and, and this kind of marketing, if we all do it, I know that most of your listeners are not at the point where they're thinking of adoption, adopting today. Many of them already have many pets at home. Well, you never so, know. Uh, but what they can do is really help get pets adopted just by, by increasing their exposure. Okay. And petfinder.com is an excellent website to go to. And would you say it's better to go to petfinder.com to look for a rescue dog rather than going to Craigslist? <laughs> yeah, well, Please. the problem with um, Craigslist is that it is, you know, somewhat unregulated and, well, very unregulated, I suppose it's fair to say, and and you really don't know who you're going to be working with. And, mm-hmm. and there are some people out there in the industry who, who albeit um, how much they propose to love dogs, are, are doing things that are not great for um, the, the dog population. And, mm-hmm. and I think that the worst case, scenario that comes to mind for everybody is puppy mills. Well, I was just going to ask you a question about that. You know, a lot of people that, that are ready to buy a dog or, or, or adopt a dog, they think that, you know, if they go to the pet store, um, that they're going to be able to start fresh because they're going to get a puppy. They're not going to get, you know, a six-month-old dog or a two-year-old dog. They're going to start with a butt puppy, and they're going to be able to mold it into what they want. Um, but, but, but a lot of those puppies come with built-in issues from these puppy mills. Can you elaborate on that? Sure, that you know the, the puppies. The puppies have a lot of the puppies have a lot of independent issues that that certainly, if you're adopting from a, a foster-based group or a shelter where a pet has been in someone's home and foster, you're going to know um, a lot more about that pet than you're going to if the pet has come to a pet store through a broker. And and so you know, there's no comparison to how much you, more you can learn about a, a shelter pet and how much more predictable that experience can be because of the fact that you have the whole resources of, you know, the whole resource of the staff of the shelter who are really truly invested in this dog that you've selected. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we have the, so we have the issues about like sort of like having the support network and, and the behavioral support of the animal shelter or the rescue organization. But in addition to that, there are certainly physical and perhaps emotional problems that come with being a puppy who's not socialized, who's brokered and sold through a pet store. Um, there are some suggestions that we're even having, um, we're finding that, that dogs who are purchased from pet stores have more joint problems earlier in life than, mm-hmm. than other dogs. You know, so some pretty serious things, even notwithstanding all of the you know, the the stuff that we've been hearing for years about genetic inbreeding and things from puppy mills. But there's a bigger social issue at play, too, and something that I have growing concern about, and that's that I've been noticing that as we, as our whole society kind of has gotten on board, puppy mills are bad, puppy mills are evil, the um, pet store industry, you know, has picked up on that, and, and they're clever and smart. And, and I think also because they truly probably love animals, they, they're deluding themselves a little bit. So mm-hmm. I don't think this is because they're evil. I think that they, you know, are sort of, you know, wishing for the best, but I'm seeing signs in pet stores all over the country that say our puppies are from responsible breeders. Right, like yeah. American breeders, international breeders. You know, people think they're coming from and a breeder, but no, you know as well as I know breeders. It's just not true. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it can't be true. We know by the numbers alone, the math, um, you know, speaks for itself. You know, and, and responsible breeders do not allow their pets to be um, 
sold or adopted to people who they don't know and Correct. people who they won't bring the pet back to that responsible breeder if there's a problem. Definitely. And, and so mm-hmm. by very definition, uh, a responsible breeder would not send their pups off to a random pet store. Here's another, here's another uh, thing that I notice with many of the, the, the pet shop puppies that I work with, and that's not to say that these dogs don't deserve a home. I want to be clear about that, but... Um, they, they do come with issues. They come with lots of house training issues because they've been put in a box with, with cedar or some kind of bedding with, with ten other puppies and everybody's peeing and pooing in the same box. So they don't learn to keep themselves clean. That's number one. That is the number one problem that I see with puppies that are purchased from, uh, uh pet shops. And it's a big challenge because these dogs uh, pee and poo in their crate. And that, you know, I mean, so that, that becomes a, a, a time, a time issue, you know. I mean, people want the puppy to be clean, and they not only have to be house trained, they have to be taught to want to be clean. That's number one. Um, but I've seen issues, behavioral issues, like severe separation anxiety already at eight and nine weeks. Um, and it, like you mentioned, we see health issues that, that pop up within days. Um, and within days, we're already attached to our puppies. So, and I think that there's the greater societal issues, so, you know, like, I, you know, while they need, they do, you know, any living animal deserves, you know, health and happiness and a home, I think, you know, I feel very strongly about that. We do have to, we do have to draw a line because, because right now there are, you know, going to be four million animals euthanized in shelters this year. Mm. And these are, these are pets who in many cases have already been a good loyal family member and, and because they've become an adolescent or because they've become inconvenient or because of some other reason, um, maybe just a bad a bad match, mm-hmm. they have ended up back in the shelter. And those guys deserve to live as well. Mm-hmm. They deserve a home. Mm-hmm. So so we, what we have to do is, I think, draw that connection between the puppy mill and the pet store. And, and people must stop frequenting the pet stores that are selling puppies. It, it in, and, I, and, and we know that if we go into them because we love animals we're going to want to take those puppies out because mm-hmm. they deserve a home but but if we but if we simply stop buying our supplies at those stores and we 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 basically you know like create a bottleneck so that fewer puppies are produced in that you know for that purpose mm-hmm. um we, we you know we're not we're not going to solve this problem we can't um we can't be complacent any longer about um about the sale of puppies in, in pet stores. Mm-hmm. Hasn't Canada uh, outlawed puppy mills and pet stores? Is that is that true, or am I? You know, I mean, I think that it's that there are. You know, industry will always provide a way to get around. Right. You know, whatever good intentions are happening in the legislatures. Um, it's. It seems, you know, in, in this case, you know, we're essentially talking about agriculture when we're talking about puppy mills. Uh, they're farming, they're farming dogs, and and I think that you know what we saw, for instance, in Missouri with Proposition B last year, mm-hmm. which is that you know they Proposition B basically stated that animals in a breeding situation had to have uh, access to fresh water, access to food, access to at least uh, to um, to uh, veterinary care if they were unhealthy or if they were sick, right. and they had to be able to essentially turn around and move free, you know, move freely. Right, and um, this is and 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 industry fought it and it failed. You know, it, it passed mm-hmm. by a hair and then it was repealed. Wow. Like that's like that's unacceptable to the to the puppy breeding industry to have to have 
those basic quali- you know, qualities. It's, it's bizarre, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, Rini and I have lots of podcasts on both of our websites. Uh, and I'm certain that we do have one on how, how to choose a responsible breeder because, you know, while we're saying, you know, a breeder is the best place to go and a rescue is the best place to go, or to, I mean, we'd want to adopt the dog first. Um, but if a person's looking to get a brand-new puppy, you know, they would want to either get it from a shelter or they would want to visit a breeder. But, you know, there could be plenty of people that, are you know, are the equivalent of a puppy mill in their yard. And what the uh, podcast, if you could, you could search by title yeah. on uh, Rini's website, which is www.jerseydog, is it uh, Jersey Dog Trainer, right? That's correct, jerseydogtrainer.com. And on my site at dogsupernanny.com or my best friend dog school um, but could, could you give out the site I mean could you give out the pet finder site for us sure it's petfinder.com how okay. easy can you be that's as simple as you can and this year we're celebrating over 17 million adoptions we um, have about two and a half million adoptions a year we facilitate that's 65% of all of the adoptions in the US right. and we have um a lot of pets still to get adopted. We have over 300,000 animals on the website. Mm-hmm. We have um, 13,500 or so animal shelter and rescue groups that, that would love to work with people on, on adoption. And I, I do believe your point is very valid. You know, in, in years to come, I think we're all going to realize that responsible breeders aren't the enemy of shelters and rescues. It's, oh, it's no. irresponsible breeders and puppy mills. We, um, you know, we all, and, and I think that, we all love animals, the extent to which we're willing to turn, you know, animals into a profiting agricultural machine is, is really the, the difference. One and of the things that I, I, I've, I've come across is when I ask people, when they tell me they have a brand new puppy, I'll ask them, where did you get your puppy? And those who are aware of the puppy mill issue are very happy to say, oh, I didn't get him from a pet shop. I got him from a breeder. Um, but just the fact that you got a puppy from a breeder doesn't necessarily mean that you got him from a responsible uh, breeder or a good breeder. Especially if that breeder shipping your your puppy on an airplane that's right. or that's on right. a train across so, the country. So keep yeah, that in that's, mind. And that's not a responsible breeder. If they're not meeting no. you and if you aren't able to meet the mother and the father, it's, it's probably not a responsible breeder. That's right. But, you know, well, of course, we, we like to encourage people. First of all, we encourage people in, you know, you really don't want a puppy, right? I mean, people think they want a puppy, but frankly... So they get one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I, pity, I pity the fool. So we... Um, so we um, so puppies, as wonderful as they are, can be had from shelters. There are shelters all around the country that are euthanizing puppies still much faster than we would be comfortable even guessing. And and it is it's just true, true, true. There are puppies in shelters now. Are there puppies in New Jersey shelters? They're a little hard to find, but there are organizations who are doing this wonderful transport work, bringing puppies from West Virginia and Alabama and all over the um, southeast, where we still have plenty of puppies down here. The other thing, of course, that I like to encourage is that um, if you get involved with your local shelter and if you become a great volunteer, mm-hmm. then you might get to be one of the lucky ones who fosters pregnant moms when they come in because we all believe that um, a shelter is no place to raise a family. Right. So oftentimes shelters and rescue organizations will place a pregnant mother that they find on the streets. Mm-hmm. And this happens very frequently in New Jersey. Mm. And they'll place them in a foster home. And I have a couple of good friends who are puppy fosterers. 
And That's every, awesome. We every have to give years, them a lot of credit. They get to experience the miracle of life with their family and, and all those things that we really long for and want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at the same time, know that those puppies are all going out to great, responsible families and who, who will have a network of support. And they're socialized. You know, this is this is like responsible you know, this is like responsible breeder on steroids, right? Only if that's oh, yeah. I mean, you know how important it is for puppies to be born in a home and, we, and, and listen and to the sounds of pots clanking and people talking yeah. and doorbells ringing. Yeah. And that's part of the whole socialization process. So that's right. That's you know, you're right. Just saving a whole generation right there. And the medical care of not having a stressful shelter environment for the mother. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. huge. It's just an amazing experience. And 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 even more than puppy fosters, we're desperate in the industry for kitten fosters. And I'll say that even though it's Adopt a Shelter Dog Month, October, but we are. <laughs> Desperate for kitten fosters uh, in most in most communities in the spring, and Betsy. there are there are really cool ways to you know like <laughs> to I I think Renee uh, gonna croak when I say try a dog try it before you buy it you know because I know that people kind of worry about that lack of commitment but you know fostering 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 right mm-hmm. you you do get to meet the dogs and every once in a while you meet one and you're like this is mine you know but most of the time you get to meet them and know have the gratification that you are going to send them on to even a better home than you could provide betsy thank you so much for visiting with us today in the dog house it was lovely speaking with you and i thank you so much for all the good work that you do and have done you're 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 wonderful to talk to you've done great great work for our animals and I just can't thank you enough for visiting with us today. And, well, thanks and, for talking and about con- these important issues. And continued, really good, continued good luck with, with your endeavors. And hope to talk to you again. Thank you. Thank you. Um, take care, Bessie. Take care. Bye. Karen, um, do you do you know I won't be here next week, and you're going to be your own host here on Thursday in the doghouse? Yeah, and I'm going to be winging it. So you're going to be I'm winging it. I'm going to leave it as a mystery show. So okay. Let's turn in. Are you going to be taking week, calls? We'll Karen, interesting to discuss. Shush. Are you going to be taking callers? Yeah, I'll take callers. Absolutely. Good. Well, don't forget to give out the number. And okay. we got to go. So I hope you All have right. a great week. And uh, go adopt a dog or at least volunteer at a shelter. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Take care. Bye. See you. Where you been? Since 2 o'clock, I've been holding it in. Revolution, let's go chop chop. If I don't get out of